Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up on a two-hour show and keep the brain running with the premise to talk sports on a national level. Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. What's really good, family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Jimmy the Blueprint, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother, B. Austin, man. Um, Dev is not here today. He is out doing community service, you know what I'm saying, picking up trash and helping to feed the homeless. But we got a lot to talk about, man. John Morant has stepped away from the Grizzlies and is facing an even longer suspension. We'll discuss that and a lot more. So sit back, relax, and bust it up with your brothers in the War Room. The greatest man cave in the history of life. Episode 670 starts now. You can get in on the conversation by signing right now on into the By the Hood chat room. That's blogtalkradio.com slash the war room or join us on Facebook, Twitter, um, anywhere on socials. We're at War Room Sports. We'll take your calls in about 30 minutes or so with a digital stream tech hotline. Probably not 30 minutes, probably 15 minutes because, you know, it's just me and B off the hand. So we're probably going to be out of hand about a good 25 minutes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we don't play no games. <laughs> With that being said, though, the number to the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline is 323-410-0012. B. Austin, what's really good? Yo, man. Out here uh, sucker ducking and dummy dodging uh, in the 2023. You're under dig. Yeah, man. You know, um, how's life down um, in the south for you, good brother? Everything cool? Man, trying to figure out which one of these people hide under a bed sheet with a pointed hat, but still smiling, uh, still smiling my face. You know how that go. That's what it is below all the Mason Dixon line. Yeah, all of them, all of them, man. All <laughs> of them, man. All of them. Yeah. Nary yeah. one, one is not. Uh, I'm I'm excited for tonight's topic because I'm gonna let my hands go on all involved in job, man. And John, I'm gonna let my okay, hands right, go. Let's, let's listen. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you yeah. do that, man. Let's get to it. Let's let's, let's keep it moving. You know, I told you, be awesome. You know how it is, dog. Jada Styles will be out of here in about a half hour. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, so with that being said, man. Listen, we still love yo, you. Before. We just got things to do. No, listen. Actually, I have extra respect for you. I know that y'all don't care about two hours, dog. Like, we live in a, a TikTok generation. Nobody care about two hours no more. Nobody nobody likes long form content. So therefore. I'm showing love to the fans. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to show love. Anyway, with that being said, before we get started, we need to remind you that whether you're with us live or not at any time on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the Warren Sports Podcast Network. You know what I'm saying? You can check it out on our website, which is warrensports.com, or we're on all podcast platforms. So you don't have an excuse to miss an episode. You know, we got Tissue and the Tape, the Broad Street Line, Superstars. We got Joan Appetit on the couch with the Wilsons after further review, et cetera, et cetera. We got all kinds of shows on there, so make sure you check it out. But, I mean, let's get it popping, you know what I'm saying? You know, we, we on the clock now. Yeah, so I mean. Topics are brought to you by my bookie, Warren Family. It's time for you to make some money sports betting, right? You know what I'm saying? Everybody sports betting. So here's what you got to do. You got to check out my bookie. Stop 
Wasting your time and lay down a bet, man. Who's going to bring in all the biggest games in sports? No win the poll. <laughs> no win the poll. MyBookie.ag, man. And when you win, you get paid fast with no hassle. Join now. MyBookie will match you 50% of your first deposit up to 1000 bucks. Use the promo code WARROOM. That's one word, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, and it activates this offer. So visit MyBookie.ag, play, win, and get paid. And that is all there is to it. But let's start off with this topic first before we get into, uh, you know, what you want to talk about. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson, man. So, you know, he got hit no, with I a non-exclusive franchise tag. I'm excited. <laughs> he, got, he got hit with a non-exclusive franchise tag. Um, mm-hmm. And several teams are said they're disinterested in signing him because, you know, his team has an opportunity to match. And, and so it, it's, it's kind of wild, keep, man. Like, Keep going. And from my understanding, you got the collusion. I know you got the collusion. The collusion piece. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna let you, I'm gonna let you rap on that. But the one thing, the one thing I found interesting is like when someone gets hit with this tag, and I was looking this up. I think it's only been one person that's ever like you know kind of switched teams. So this is kind of yeah. this this whole situation is wild considering like we headed to we headed to unprecedented territory. Like his his play on the field for one, and him being an MVP. Like I just want to know like why is a former and as a matter of fact, not just MVP, a unanimous MVP. He's been one of the better players in football for the last several years. So I'm just want to get an idea of why he getting treated, why they treat him so bad. I don't know why, baby. Why they treat him so bad? It'll be awful. Well, oh man, one of the things that we pride ourselves for here at the War Room is the ability to look at things from multiple perspectives. The perspective of the civil, the businessman, the perspective of the black protectionist, fight the power, uh, and we wrap it all up and we give it to you. So from the businessman perspective, completely objective, listen, I'm not mad at the teams at all. I, I can't be mad. I can't be mad. The goal of business, the goal of business is to lower your costs and expenses, increase your revenue, lock it in, and generate profit. Largest expense in most businesses is labor, and when you have someone that is looking for $300 million Guaranteed. Listen, you're looking at that as a uh, an untenable labor cost. I get it, but let's flip side. Let's go with the brothers. Lamar is doing nothing wrong in asking for that, and furthermore, expecting that. As we know, with salaries in the NFL, one guy sets the market, the next guy comes along, tries to blow that out by a little bit. The problem is Cleveland Browns owner gave the freak bull $230 million over five years. That number sounds huge. It is huge. But the reality of what makes it groundbreaking is it fully guaranteed. You don't fully guarantee contracts in the NFL for two reasons. Number one, it's a group of old, rich white men who view those guys as well, very well-paid slaves. So we're not guaranteeing ish, and we want the flexibility to cut them immediately to do what? Cut those labor costs. As a player, you're looking to get as much guaranteed as possible because it's wealth. It's generational changing riches. I won't call it wealth, but in the case of 230 million, which is nine figures, it is wealth. Typically, typically. NFL contracts have been running 
what would you say, brother? Thirty-five million to forty million. Now we're getting into the forty-five million dollar range. Yeah, but the guarantees, the guarantees are typically in the hundred million dollar range, which means you're guaranteeing usually about thirty, thirty-five million of that over that amortized period of four or five years. Um, this deal was fully guaranteed over five years, $230 million. Everyone in the NFL, in NFL ownership was angry at the Cleveland Browns uh, owner. And as you've been seeing the deals, Derek Carr, uh, boy up in uh, uh, New York, other guys getting their contracts, they're trying to reel that back in and leave the $230 million out there as an outlier. Here's Lamar Jackson's argument. I'm an MVP. I win over 75% of games. I take these guys to the playoffs. They are literally 3 and 12 without me. I think I got that wrong, but it's three. I know it's three wins and double-digit losses without him. He is more accomplished than Deshaun Jackson. The only place that Deshaun Jackson is more accomplished than him is in the salon part. You mean Watson. That was you mean Deshaun case. Watson. Deshaun Watson, right. The only place Deshaun Watson is more accomplished than Lamar Jackson is in the massage parlor. I said the, bad, the, the terrible joke again. That's it. So in Lamar's mind, he is deserving of $300 million guarantee, and I love him for that. Here's where the collusion comes in. They saw it. They got together over the, uh, the NFL draft after the Underwear Olympics. They went in a room. They made sure no cell phones were present, no emails, no trafficking, nothing's going around. Guess what they did? Guess what they did? Yeah, these I mean, dudes, you painted the picture. These dudes, I mean, that we got to reel, we got to reel this in. We cannot let this young jigaboo get this three hundred million dollars guaranteed. Because as the TV as the TV contracts increase, as it goes forward, they want to reap the benefits of that increasing spread while locking labor in as low as possible for as long as possible. That $300 million guaranteed means that they cannot do that because if they give it to Deshaun Watson at $230, Lamar comes at $300, then you can say that the good market, right, good meaning not not elite, not top five, just your regular guys are going to get $200 million, are going to get 180 guaranteed. That blows the salary cap out. Plus, these guys don't get the benefit of that TV contract increase and bump that then goes into ownership pockets. I like what Deshaun is doing. He's sticking to his guns. I do believe you mean Lamar. that the owner, Lamar, my bad, got CTE. I like what Lamar's doing. I stand behind him. I support him. One of the things that I've always had an issue with is I believe Lamar is judged based on a couple of things. His look, his his look, struggle struggle braids, his hair is t- terrible. His complexion, dark skin brother, really personifies that that masculine black American, African American look. And the way Alpha that male. he plays, the way that he plays, he does play outside of the pocket. Oh, well, that quarterback is in vogue. They're in vogue now, and that is celebrated 
yo, pay that, pay that man. The thing that I like about Lamar is Lamar is exceedingly intelligent. He, from, by all accounts and reports, he is a highly intelligent young man, very, very smart, and deserves to be treated as such. Don't look at the fact that the Ravens have dumbed the offense down, not based on his intelligence, but they've dumbed it down based on his athleticism and put himself at risk and asked him to run that dumbass offense. If you look at his passing numbers, he's a, he's a more than adequate passer. We're not talking about, talking about Tim Tebow here. We're talking about a highly accurate passer who under the right tutelage would be a great passer. That's not what y'all asked him to do in Baltimore. That's not the weapons y'all have got him. Yo, pay that man. He's the reason y'all are winning. I'm done. Yo, dog, you in your bag tonight, man. I feel like uh, Pippen at the flu game. I'm just about to just hold you up and let you cook because uh, you went crazy. Me, I don't even know what work. to say after that. Um, I guess I guess I can just try to summarize what you said because I agree a thousand percent with everything you said. And what you talked about is perspective, right? You talked about a perspective, right? So if you're looking at this from the perspective of the team, you understand. If you're looking at this from the perspective of Lamar, you also understand. If you're looking at this from the perspective of a fan – you also understand. It's just one of those situations where, I mean, everybody is, is who's going to blink first. Everybody has their reasons and their logic behind how they're moving. Um, the one pl- the one part that's nasty in this is it seems to be some sort of collusion. Like, how, like you know what I'm saying? Like, this dude is one of the best football players in the world. Like, he just is. You know what I mean? Like, just regardless of what they think about him, um, how he carries himself, Lamar is seemingly extremely intelligent. And the one thing, you know, that offense, and people have said they dumbed it down, but they have a lot of success in running that offense. Even if it is the quote-unquote Lamar Jackson offense, they have a lot of success. They're contenders every year. You know, they're a playoff team. They're not a playoff team without Lamar Jackson. He's a, he's a difference maker. He's one of those guys. But, you know, it's a matter of perspective. If I'm on the ownership side, I totally get that. Um, this all just goes back to Cleveland and them overpaying for Deshaun Watson. That contract is insane. And you're you're absolutely correct. Like they got to get that. They got to make that an outlier and not the norm. Because if that becomes the norm, that changes everything. You know what I mean? That changes everything. What happens when all these young guys, uh, their contract comes up? What are you going to do for them? You know what I mean? Like you know, because you got a lot of young young talented quarterbacks coming behind Lamar. So they're probably rooting for Lamar as well, right? Because oh, mad. I mean, they this is mad. they mad already that you got to pay the likes of Ryan Tannehill 125 million. If you pay Lamar mm-hmm. three hundred, if you pay him three hundred, then there's a space between that three hundred and that two thirty, where you're gonna have the guys that re up like Dak Prescott, or yeah. or uh, Kirk Cousins, or you know them. The regular guys are going to expect more than two hundred, and they they yeah. can't fit. Yeah, that's untenable. That's an un- so I get where they're coming from, but I I root for young black males and professional athletes to get as much money as possible. In fact, I root for most athletes, black, white, Asian, it don't matter. Get as much money as you can. These teams do not, and I repeat, do not care about you. I was going to limit that to the NFL, but I've recently had a personal experience that demonstrates, regardless of your talent, regardless of your ability, professional sports teams 
by and large, I'm sure there's exceptions, but by and large, do not care about the player. They don't care no, about the business. player. It's a business. It's one of them situations, man, where I get – it's a business, man. They get to talk to that family and all that kind of stuff, but at the end of the day, it's a business, and they're beholden to their shareholders. They have to, you, I mean, you, you eloquently broke it down. Reduce costs, make more profit, and you know I mean, keep the ball moving, man. But this is kind of an effed up situation just because of that ball in Cleveland. I mean, it's almost like when you were a young boy, right? I'm going to preface this by saying young boy because I don't want nobody clapping at me. But when you were a young boy, man, and it, it might be a young lady in the neighborhood, and, you know, she might be kind of um, promiscuous. Let's use the word promiscuous. With everybody in the hood, and you finally come to you, and she all of a sudden, she want to, you know, be your girl. Like, she don't want to, you know what I mean? I'm like, yo, what about what you did for, for everybody else? Like, why are you trying to get serious with me? Like, this is this is what Lamar going through. Like, yo, y'all took care of boy. Like, now all of a sudden, you know what I mean? You want to change up. Y'all took, y'all yeah, took care of boy, and he out here demanding rubbing tubs without asking. <laughs> yo, yo and the up. thing is, if I'm Lamar, I'm like, dude, I've been an upstanding citizen. I haven't done anything wrong. You know, all I do is work and get better, and he's gotten better. So, man, this is an effed up situation, man. So uh, we'll see who blinks I, first, I, man. I'm going to keep it a tie-wow with you. I think that Lamar is marketable to an extent. I think he's marketable. Three hundred million is face of the franchise, marketable. Face of not yeah. face of the franchise. Excuse me. Face of the league, marketable. You pay this bull yeah. three hundred million, and guarantee it. You're saying this is my replacement for Tom Brady. They do not want Lamar. Lamar, even though I've never heard him take a particularly pro-black or pro-African-American stance, just his look is not, it's not marketable to the intersection of baby boomer, Gen X, millennial fan base. It's still driven. The people that go to an NFL game, the people that go to an NFL game are of a certain demographic, and you're acceptable when you don't insult their sensibilities, we'll, we'll, we'll term it that way. And, and, I'll, and I'm going to go to another sport, totally unrelated, and I ask the question, and you'll, you'll get it because you've recently become a huge uh, football fan, F-U-T-B-O-L. So I'm going to come to the U.S. national team. There's a young man on that team named Tim Way. He's the son of the greatest African uh, footballer there is, George Way, who's presently the president of Liberia. Tim Way is nice. He's 24 years old. He makes 900000 a season. Christian Pulisic is also pretty good. He's, he's nice. He's 25. He's not better than Tim Way. He makes $56 million on his contract. You know the difference? Christian Pulisic is marketable to white American soccer moms who drive minivans, and when they paid him that $56 million, within the first two years, they made $200 million on his jersey. If I sign Tim Way to any amount of serious money, I'm not making that money back because no matter how talented, no matter how good he is, I can't sell to America's core audience that spends the money. He's Tim Way. So this is a, this is a white supremacy issue. Yo, Lamar Jackson. I see how you, got, I see how you got there. 
Yo, can't do thing, right? First off, Lamar Jackson, I, I've seen him on IG in, in the hood in Baltimore getting free wings and fried rice. Well, then that just justifies. So, so you've seen it. He in the hood. Yo, yo, with slides on, right? With slides on, comfortable. You know what I mean? Getting out of his luxury thing, going to the store, getting three wings, fried rice. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, I've I, I resonated with that. I'm like, oh, okay, he outside. Like, you know what I mean? I get it. People that but, consume, I, but I get your point. That consume that content, the people that consume that content and the people that would be participants in that content do not spend money on the NFL. Nah, nah, nah. That that, that only that only pops off in the shade room. Like, he, yeah, I get it, though. He, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Middle America, yada, yada, yada. Now, with that being said, because, there is because a certain part I'm, of Middle I'm, America. I'm, actually, I'm, borrowing, I'm borrowing from logic that you have been spitting for the last decade, that while this is sport, and I do get caught up in the sport and competition and competitive greatness and all this, yo, this is entertainment, and entertainment is used for sales. Yeah. This is entertainment. So at the end of the day, if we if we keep it in the towel, while all these sports are offering nothing but selling folks beer. That's at the at the, at the head of all this. And yo, how can we how can we how can we get millions of folks together, either every day or every week, to yo, sell them products? That's yo, all sports is. It's a way to sell yo, products. Let's I'm keep it a buck. I'm not trying to make this about. I'm not trying to make this about soccer, but I I'm I gotta go back to what you just said which is 1 million percent on point. Go to Europe, watch a soccer match live. You got kid, you got human beings from 8 years old to 80 years old who are intently focused on the game. Yeah, they're drinking some beer. They play the same dumb playlist. There's no entertainment other than the game. Now, go to an MLS game, LA Galaxy, uh, Atlanta United, Philadelphia Union, D.C. United, doesn't matter. Yo, they got beer pong. They got three million vendors. They got live entertainment. They shooting t-shirts into the crowd. The point being, the quality that's even on the field doesn't matter as much as the spectacle. It's all in America. It's all entertainment. It's all entertainment. Listen, man, think about it. If it's from a historical standpoint, right? The Harlem Globetrotters used to do better numbers than the NBA, right? One of the reasons when you watch like a um, the last uh, documentary as well as well as the TV series about the Lakers, they talked about you know Jerry Buss's one of his legacies was like the idea of branding Showtime and bringing in cheerleaders, like all these things. Look at the Cowboys with the you know the cowgirls and all that. So it's like they've made it entertainment. It's pure Yo, entertainment. Cow- right? so, cow- but I get your point are the analogy for America itself. They are truly America's team. It is grandiose, amazing, beautiful, entertaining mediocrity. The quality on the field doesn't <laughs> even matter as long as it's enough. No, 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 for real. They are truly – I salute them. They are – there's no other team. Listen, and we know Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick is kind of falling off a cliff. But for the last 20 years, what Bill Belichick put, the product they put on the field, it wins too much. That's not, that's not America. It's too disciplined. Yeah. It's too focused. It's too dialed in. It's too high quality. That's not America. America is big, splash. Yo, you can get four hot dogs, foot-long jones, pause, 
a cold pitcher of beer, uh, half-naked ladies dancing, fireworks. We're going to get actual live artists to come in. We're going to put jumbotrons up. Yo, that is it, – it's, yo, it's all to sell beer. You just said that's, that's at, at, at the end of the day, that is what it is. I, I, I used to sit in Phillies games, right? I would sit in the stands, and, and for some reason, it's, it's Phillies even more so than Sixers. Yo, the, the, the vending, like not just the vending that's going on, but like everything. It's just everything being sold at one point. It's like, as a hustler, you look around like, damn, they just, this is better than drug dealing. They're selling alcohol here, t shirts there, buttons there. It's just commerce everywhere. And the game is just a way to gather folks together to sell them ish. And you're going to get ads on the jerseys now and the stands. It's, it's it's great business, bro. It's great. It's great. And and so I'm adjusting my thinking as I look at it. And and we as a as a business and as connoisseurs and aficionados have always been engaged in the cerebral and intellectual side of the sports that we consume. I'm still guilty of it. I'm 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 learning the ins and outs of of, of soccer, but the reason that soccer will never grow to be the dominant sport in the U.S. is because it's such a nuanced game and it's such an intelligent mm-hmm. game. They're only going to develop it high enough that you can get a quality, a reasonably quality level of player to add to the three-ring circus so that we can sell some more beer. You see, this is why, this is why, right, the great players you have to kind of respect, right? Because at the end of the day, right, like you just said, you only you only develop it to a point where you can sell things. It's one of the reasons why a lot of folks I used to talk to used to love college sports because they felt like at the collegiate level, it wasn't just business. Yeah. Everybody's not making these crazy amounts of money, yeah. so they still care. But they kind of ruined that too because everybody getting chicken in college too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll have some folks that only follow high school sports because they're trying to go back as far as they can to where it's still about the love. And not necessarily make, about the business. Because of because of your man said, your man said they've realized he's the greatest salesman. So Fed, LeBron, because I was gonna make a statement that the best oh man, this is great. The best players of any sport in the US are actually just the best entertainers and salesmen. They're the best entertainers and salesmen. <laughs> the best players in other sports and in, in sports in other places in the world are typically the best craftsmen. Now, now there's some overlap there because I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from LeBron because I do believe that for a decade he was and still is top five. He was top, he was number one for at least 10 years. He's still top 10. Like, but if you think about it, your top, top players, take a guy like Dame Lillard. I'm not sure that Dame Lillard isn't top five, but Dame Lillard yeah. can't sell you nothing. He can't sell you nothing. Yeah. He can't sell. It was, Clay, one, of, it was one of the things It was one of the things that made, like, Shaq unique because they said Shaq, Shaq was the first big guy that was able to sell, right, because you had guys like yep. Kareem, Russell, Will. They never could sell anything. They were big Talented, strong Yo, guys, but Shaq was the first big guy amazing. to be able to sell. Even your man, even Hakeem, who probably could have. Hakeem probably could have sold some shit, but because of his religion, 
he he did yo Shaq is still stuff yo Shaq is the Jadakiss of wealthy NBA players yo because he'll sell anything <laughs> if we could get to him and we had the bag right yo War Room Sports would be off to the stratosphere because Shaq definitely would sell yo he would advertise yo I see Shaq's face on stuff and I don't understand it because I'm like yo you're worth half a billion why are you still selling why are you I, still I, I picking up I often I often laugh at myself. I always think about like who who has a more interesting life and who's done more. Is it Shaq or is it Snoop? Because they both just be out here just doing shit. Yo, like both of them. Yo, they just doing shit. Just be doing shit. Yeah, just so, to do it. Just to get it. I, <laughs> just I, I to do it. Even now, it's not even about a bag. It's just like what bag can I get while I'm just doing so, shit. Yeah, I did. Yo, Snoop out here being a painter right now. That's his new thing. He's a painter. <clears throat> That's out here selling uh, blades of grass. Yeah, yeah. So they both out of control, man. But, but I mean, you know, the thing is, because sports is a business, you have to look at it from the business side. You can't just look at it from nothing. Obviously, we so all, all this, want Lamar all to get his back, All this back to Lamar. Lamar can't sell the NFL. He's not a fit. We keep it a keep nah. it a bow out. He's too black. He's too black. I mean, so. To be the guy. They're not going to allow him to be the guy. That's why they're upset as, at Deshaun Watson because, to be frank, he can't really be the guy either. So for Cleveland to do that, he effed things up. The Cleveland ownership effed things up because Deshaun Watson can't be the face of the league for other reasons than his blackness. He just can't yeah, be the face of yeah. the league. I mean, but, but he he was closer. He was closer, even as a black man. He was closer than Lamar is. Lamar yeah, is, yeah. and Lamar, Lamar, Lamar is. You know, he, the thing is though, Lamar relates to so many of you know our youth. Like, but again, it's not mainstream America. It's football. It's not that's mainstream. The thing. Like, that's the thing about it's it's a specific sport too, right? Because if Lamar was in the NBA, and carried himself that way, they find a way to market it. But that also means that the NFL doesn't want to do enough of the work. Like, the NBA has found a way to market guys. Like, before yeah. Ja, and we'll get into this, before Ja, you know, took things way too far, the NBA was finding a way to market him. Like, the NBA will find a way to sell something. Yeah, like, I think they market, might be the best. Because they market, because they market the individual, they always have a, a cadre of players at the very, very top that's like, yo, these, these, are, these are our guys. But then each individual team that has a star, you can find a niche for one or two stars on each team. And I think Ja hits a niche. He he speaks to the generation and the kids that would buy from Allen Iverson. All right, we gonna throw Ja mm-hmm. in that. And then going back and going back to football, Josh Allen is the guy that they want to be the face of the league if he can get it if he can get it right. Joe Burrow yeah. is also a guy that they would want, but Joe is so eccentric and his political views may not jive, so I don't think they're sure yet, plus he's a Bengal. So Josh Allen and then if you have to have a black guy, it's gotta be an in a racially androgynous or ambiguous type like a, a Jack Prescott. Dak Prescott can, you know, Dak Prescott can do it. Uh, let's ride. You know, they love let's ride. He could fit Kermit Kermit the Frog. They want Kermit. Kermit is it. Kermit's it. But 
Kermit signed his deal early, so now him signing it early, we can't pay Lamar that type of money because essentially that usurps Kermit DeFraud. Yeah, so that's how that interesting, works. man. Like at the end of the day, man, we want the boy to get his bread, but we also understand I'm, that it is a business. So I like the way you broke that down, man. You got to look at it from different angles, man. It's just a matter of perspective. So let's move on, though, um, because we got to talk about the fact that Daniel Jones got a four-year, hundred sixty million dollar deal, up to one ninety-five if he hits all his incentives. Yo, yo, we're better. We're better at what we do than he is at what he does. Or what we doing? Yeah, he yo, he, he hit the lick, yo. Yo, they paid him for six. They paid him for six mediocre to good games. They didn't even pay him. Yo, he stuck them up way worse than Michael Vick stuck the Eagles up after them nine games. Yo, they're going to no. regret that deal. They're going to regret that deal, yo. Yo, and I'm not hating because I don't, I don't really dislike Danny Dimes. I don't really think about him enough to like him or dislike him. But he's not that good, dog. He, he, yo, he yeah. got him. He yeah, got him. He, 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 Real quick though, Kev, I see, you, I see, I just got your text, Kev, and I see your uh, comment in the chat. Um, are you talking about like on the Blog Talk site, or are you talking about our specific site? Because that's wild. Like he's, you know, he's saying it was an issue like getting in because it, it was calling it malware. I'm not sure what he's talking about, our site or Blog Talk. But with oh. that being said, though, getting back to what you were talking about, um, he hit them at a. It was perfect timing, right? Because timing, they, yeah, they could. Yeah, he hit him at the perfect time. Like him, him and Saquon. But I mean, Saquon might get the short end of this. But they had to either let him go, right? And I don't think they were willing to do that um, because looking at looking at what's out there. So his thing is just all about perfect timing. It's interesting because my dude barely even passes the ball these these days. Um, he barely even plays a full season. So it's like this is wild. But I mean, congratulations to dude, man. He he, he uh, hit the lick, man. So. I mean, I know NFC East fans. Uh, Tobias, Tobias said it the other day. NFC East fans are excited about it. Let's call it. Let's call it what it is. Who's 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 worse? Whose contract is worse? Danny Dimes or your man in Seattle, Gino? Gino's um, agent is a friend of ours. His unofficial agent. He's on Twitter. Check him out, Charles Modiano. He he. He was lobbying for that deal. <laughs> no, I, I would say uh, I would say Danny's is worse because I think that Gino in that system, like I think he can he can actually uh-huh. succeed within that system. Um, okay. You know now he has proper coaching, but I mean, yo, Daniel, Danny Dimes don't even really throw the ball no more. Like his his best play this year with him <laughs> running around. Like yo, he he like, can't. But but all right. So all of his receivers got injured. Kadarius Tony's not really a receiver. He's just an athlete. He got an A by his name where position is. So they got rid of him, and then your man Kenny Galladay turned into a pumpkin. Yo, he was terrible. So the argument could be made: really have anyone to throw the ball to except for Sterling Shepard, and he got hurt. So that's going to be the argument. Galladay was absolute ass, and they signed him to like three years, thirty million. They cut him. They cut him, but he was terrible. So his argument, the argument. It, it, it's chicken or the egg, right? So you could say because Danny Dimes doesn't throw the ball, we haven't invested in receivers because we don't want him to throw the ball. Or you could argue he doesn't have someone to throw the ball to, so we design our play calling and offense. I don't know which is which. Yeah, I, I don't know either. Man. I just, it's just, it's just no, bad all the way around. 
they overpaid him by a hundred million dollars. But you you brought it up, so let's talk about the stat of the week, man. That's Geno Smith. Um, yeah, so the stat of the week is his career his career earnings through ten seasons were seventeen point five five million. His new contract, the annual value is thirty five million dollars. Congrats, yo! To I'm so Smith. happy. I'm so happy for his bum ass. I don't know what to do. Yo. Like, I'm happy. The only the only quasi bum that I'm happier for is is Nick Foles. Like when Nick got his money, I was ecstatic. But Gino, I think Gino got a bit of a raw deal. I think he's better than what we've seen. I don't think he's thirty five million dollars a year better. But these well, but what again, a time to be alive. You had the market, right? And the timing. But again, Gino earned his like he played out of his mind this year. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the league this past year. Now, now that he's got his now that he's got his chicken though, let's see if he can, you know, um put up back to back seasons at the same level. Time will tell. But uh, I'm happy for the brother. Um, you know, never really, you know, did anything mm-hmm. off the field to kind you of touch on, Derek, touch on Derek Carr to the Saints. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, he got paid too. But real quick, though, let's get into this story. Um, and Tobias, uh, hit us back. I saw you there, but I couldn't get to you, so you hit us back, Tobias, when you get a chance. But I gotta let be off and talk this ish about this real quick, man. The biggest story though was your man John Morant. That was the story of the week. He's facing a fifty game suspension, um, because of his latest incident where he was in a strip club with his shirt off, mind you. With a, with a showing showing a firearm, right? This is after all the other jaw incidents that we've covered previously on the show. So he's out indefinitely, but they're saying he's facing fifty game suspension. Um, and they were mm-hmm. facing some criminal charges, but they said there won't be any criminal charges. They don't have enough to charge him criminally. But uh, mm-hmm. what do you think about the whole? It's so it's so many layers to this story. But I'll just ask you overall you your thoughts on this. You want to talk story. about? Yeah. You want it. So first we have to start, again, War Room Sports, not even disclaimer, but advertisement of how good we are at what we do. And what we do is bring you multiple perspectives to help expand your mind. My mind. So perspective number one is going to come from us being 40-something-year-old young men, old enough to be Jaws' dad. That's where that's where this is gonna come from initially. I blame Usher, aka T Moran. Usher there's something that he did wrong in raising his son for his son's behavior to be like this. There's something T Moran did incorrectly way in getting his son here that his behavior is manifesting itself like this now. So T. Moran, you are culpable and accountable in this mess that is the John Morant situation because a true listen, y'all y'all know, if y'all been listening to the to the show, y'all know how I feel about uh <laughs> the ball the ball boys. And I think that they have about seven brain cells 
between the three of them. Maybe Lonzo a little bit brighter. But they have a certain fear of their father where they wouldn't F the bag up. They most, the most rebellious thing them dudes do is get tattoos and and, and uh, LaMelo do dumb shit in the game. Outside of that, you don't hear a peep out of them dudes. I feel as though some of that is their personality, but a lot of that is their pops. He Morant, what were you doing when you were raising this dude? My feeling and my interpretation of some of this is entitlement and privilege. You grew up in a two-parent home, which I place a high level of value on. You were a prodigy basketball star. You probably were treated better and treated as if you were better than other folks. Now you get in the league. You succumb to urban culture, the trappings of urban hip-hop culture, which is intertwined with the National Basketball Association. It just is. It always has been. It always will be. But the problem is your pop pairing due to Allen Iverson. We saw in an interview Ann Iverson say, I just got pregnant. It must have been God. We, we, she made an illusion that dude was Christ-like. Like, I, I bring that up to tell you that's the, the, <laughs> the home that Allen Iverson came out of. He didn't have any guidance. Dude had no guidance. His homies, crew thick, you know what I'm saying, other than, other than folks that saw his talent, saw his heart. He was a genuinely good kid in a terrible situation. They took him under the wing. John Thompson was like a pop. Even Larry Brown was like, like they, they helped more. But you understand some of the faux pas of Allen Iverson. Ja, you had a dad, T. Moran. What is, where did you fail that we're now here with a kid that has a $200 million contract, $100 million from Nike, another $50 million here, $20 million there in endorsements that he is definitely going to lose. And your man is rolling around in, in a gun-crazy city because Memphis is a top-five murder city in the country, gun-crazy, all types of activity, that type of activity, yes, going on in that city. And you feel the need after you have made it, because now I'm moving on from T to the culprit, to job. What's the bull from uh, from Eight Mile, Clarence? Yeah, he, he could be Clarence or Cheddar Bob at this point. Yeah, he... <laughs> yeah, Clarence or Cheddar, but but Clarence and Clarence grew up with two parents in a very nice household. But you want to be a gangster. You want to be what you see on TikTok. You want to be what you see on the music videos. You want to be you. You listen to King Vaughn. You want to be a drill star. You've made two hundred million dollars in contracts. You want the attention of being a street star. Of being a yo, there's a level of accountability. We gotta we gotta call 
Josh Taft for his behavior or the people that he chooses to associate with and hang around. And, and when I say that, I don't mean to say if these are your lifelong homies that you have to cut them off. But if they love you, if they love you, they're not going to let you fumble the bag. They're going to take themselves out. You have a bunch of yes men, hanger oners surrounding you, and y'all think that y'all, yo, he's 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 Takashi 6'9 without the snitching. All right, let me let me just add a couple things in just 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 to you know um have a conversation. So, man, I'm getting angry. I, I, angry I, I, as I, Good. So I've been I've been thinking about it, right? So there's a couple things here, right? For one, um, everybody around him deserves some level of culpability. Um, also think about the fact of getting a hundred million dollars that young. I probably would have been into some dumb issue. I would have made the news. I don't know about being in a club with my own shirt. Now, why are your shirt off anyway, dog? Like, what, what is you in anyway? Um, man, man, listen. The only thing I'd have done for had was the same thing Magic had, and they got pills to cure that. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know about that, right? So I think that there's like a level of 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 a part of this that you know T does get a part of it, but I've also seen with my own eyes kids that come from two parent households who just fall in love with street culture, and it didn't matter that they. I, I know two dudes in particular who came from the Burbs mansion the whole nine, and one of them is in jail for murder right now. And, and it it didn't matter how much his parents loved him because he had siblings who were doing you know tremendous things in life. Some kids dog. The, the allure the out, of street he's, he's culture. The, the of street culture is something that it gets people, and they almost forget. Like it, it's it's weird, man. Because I some of these dudes really do come from two parent households and nice places, and they still will clap you. Like it's the allure of street culture that's that's. And I think that's the problem. The problem overall, when I look at it, it's a deeper issue. Like some of the behaviors and things that he asks, why does he believe that's cool? Why is that cool? Why is it cool to carry guns? Why is it cool to carry yourself in that way? What are you trying to accomplish? What attention do you want? Like, it's an attention thing. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's a certain level it's of attention. All, it's, all, it's, all, it's all attention. And salute to the poet and uh, philosopher John Jackson who said, money ain't the root of all evil now. Attention is. Attention is. Yeah, I, I just, I just, you know, but I also think it's interesting at him, him going through this at a time when there's social media versus AI at a time when there was no social media because AI got it a lot worse than Jai got it. Pause. Um, and he didn't do anything as egregious, but I was outside and I was in Philly for when AI was out here, and he would get in trouble for little dumb stuff, but they would act like he, they would act like he was doing the stuff that Jai is actually doing. So. It's interesting to watch it now, too, because you have people that are coming to his defense, you know, worried about the kid. Like, there's a lot of people that are giving, you know, hey, I'm worried about him. I hope he's okay. Like, you know, what's going on with this kid? They're looking at what he's facing, what he's potentially lose, and they're worried that something's wrong. When AI never got that benefit of the doubt, there weren't a lot of people, like, coming to his aid. Like, is he okay? Like, what's he going through? Like, you know what I mean? So I think that um, times have changed, but also – Social media is changing too. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with that um, because be, those are great points. I think that because society, because of social media, 
and because society realizes he has he has a relationship with the youth um like like the hoopers and the kids i'd say his age and under like he's their favorite player like yeah, I was just telling you, I was talking to Dev. I asked Dev. I was like, yo, like, what did Chase say? Because Chase, it's Chase's favorite player. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, not, it's not Steph. It's not Kyrie. It's not, you know, Dane. Those cats are almost older now at this point. The younger yeah. generation is it's, it's Ja Morant, LaMelo Ball, the true uh, rookie of the year from that class, Anthony Edwards, those are the guys that these kids <laughs> are really uh, looking at. And going back to the earlier conversation we were having about marketing, isn't it, isn't it funny that Greek Freak can't be positioned as the face of the league? I really don't well, think Greek not. Freak or Joel Embiid can be the face of the league. They'd rather give it – they want an American – there isn't a Caucasian American suitable, so they're probably going to look at Luca. They want Luca to get it done, um, but but even the Matt McClung situation shows you how bad that the powers that be want someone that relates to a certain demographic to take that mantle, and it can't it's money. Be that's about that's about money out of out of control. Um, One thing that real so quick though, Skyview said something mm-hmm. in the chat that I want to talk about because I thought like I thought about this is one of the biggest issues I have with this too. So he said, um, "Dude is worth 160, 159 million. He said I would carry a piece too. I just wouldn't have put it on social media. And he said he should have huddled. <laughs> but the one thing I'll say about it is this: I thought about that too. I said, "Yo, you not only are you making bad decisions that you're in the club with your shirt off and carrying weapons." You, not, at not one point as you're picking your phone up, going online, clicking the IG app, clicking live, waiting for it to click on live, did you think about, like, yo, I shouldn't be doing this? Like, that's the part that – it's something wrong there because, like, I listen, I love memes. I make memes all day. <clears throat> There's been times where I made memes. I'm like, yo, I'm going too far. Let me chill. Like, the the, the – when you go through the process of posting something, at no point did you think, like, well, I shouldn't be doing this. And you already know the heat that's on you from the footline situation, from the Indiana Pacers situation. You already know what the narrative is already being painted about you. So at no point do you say, yo, I shouldn't hit live. Like, let me put my phone down. And that's another thing, too, man. No, another because, part of the situation, because, man. Because like, you've never, y'all put you've never online, consequences. You're, you're losing sight of reality. I I highly doubt that you face consequences and re- repercussions for bad behavior, for actions. You're type, you're entitled, you're privileged, and you've taken that yeah. entitlement and privilege and married it to street culture, where you're running yeah. around playing with guns, hanging with with quasi or quote unquote gangsters, because it's representative of what you feel street culture is. And and, black, and yo, it's a very it's it's a terrible look. It's a terrible look because you again you pointed back to AI. You know, AI AI came from Beirut. Like he was literally American level of Beirut. Like like little kids five six years old, no shoes on, dirt on their legs, Kool Aid stain on white T shirts. Like 
welfare cheese. Like, that's what he came from, and he didn't behave like this. But you understand and understood what shaped him and why he behaved the way he behaved. Ja, nah, dog. You don't come from that. But the influence of street culture has you out here behaving like you from the jungle or like you a gorilla. And 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 it's yo. just yo, it's not cool, man. Dave, you said that John ja Moran is like that chick. He said that's like that chick that's bad. She don't realize she's bad. Like, <laughs> like the chick don't even realize how beautiful she is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he he's that guy. I guess she he's out, she out here sneezing. She out here running Trisman, and dudes are still proposing to it. But she don't want it. She don't want the ring. She doesn't deserve it in her mind. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's, it's hard. And the thing about it is, you got someone that age, um, that young, oh, right? And and they and they don't listen. So I thought about that too. I'm like, yo, his pop, his pop, gotta be trying to tell him something. We don't know what he tried to or not. But sometimes you got these knuckleheads, bro. That it don't matter if everybody around them telling him to, you know, slow down and don't do this. They gonna do what they want to do. And he's at that age where. I get the T. Moran slander. I totally get it because that's his dad. But at the same time, whatever mistake T. made is already there. Ja is a grown-ass man. And he if is. you had to go to jail, here's the thing. If you had to go to jail, guess who ain't got to go to jail? T. ain't going to jail. Your ass is going to jail. So you old enough to make those decisions. You got to live with the consequences. Yeah, 100%. Of the decisions. 100%. I, I pray. 100%. I just pray that the brother gets it right because from a basketball standpoint, he's one of the most talented players in the world. Um. And this is just it's, – it's actually a sad, man. It's sad. Like, it's sad that you think this is the behavior you should display. Forget being a basketball player. And I'm tired of folks saying, man, yeah, that's that black – that's not black culture. That's street culture. Street culture and black culture aren't the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Not, like, let's, let's get that – yeah, let's get that straight too. So don't that, you know. don't that make you so angry? It makes me angry that street, street culture and hood behavior have become synonymous with black and it's become synonymous because hip hop and the streets are so closely linked. They're so closely linked. It's sometimes hard to differentiate, but there is a mm-hmm. differentiation. There is a line. There yes, is, is, there is, yo, there, there is De La Soul. There is, yes, it is. there's, there's break dancers. There like, break dancers ain't out here trying to hurt nobody with no guns. Like they're break yo, dancers. Yo, yo, and and I know he's had his moments, but there is Drake. Like everybody ain't a drill rapper. Everybody ain't, you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. I, yo, funny. The funniest thing about that point, B. Austin, is if you look at the most successful dudes, like I say, the top three is probably Cole, Kendrick, and Drake. They're not even on that type of time. They're not on that type of time at all. At all. And those are the top boys. But anyway, with that being said, though, man. This brings us to the quarter of the week. The quarter of the week is you raised him. You help him to get to this point. Make sure that you don't let anybody get in the way of what he is on the verge of accomplishing. Make sure that you do your part to protect him instead of joining in to have a good time like you're one of his boys. You're not one of his <clears throat> boys. You're his dad. And that's from Stephen A. Smith with a message to one T, a.k.a. Usher Morant, man. So, yeah, man, lot on job, man. So, John, I hope you get it together, good brother, like, you know, I'm looking for the, the rebound story. It is as to your story, man. It's part of your journey, but somebody got to chill. I, know, I see they're trying to run with the uh, alcoholic narrative. And the funny thing is, at first I'm like, okay, I see what they're doing. Then clips start surfacing. <laughs> Yo, your man be getting black. Yo, every every clip they show, 
dive down in some Henny, dog. Every clip, I'm like, maybe, maybe, maybe that's not a, a narrative. Maybe my man really do got an alcohol problem. Um, but anyway, with that being said, though, um, <laughs> check us out at our website at warroomsports.com. If you want to call and get in touch with us, man, at 323-410-0012, press 1 when prompted. You know what I'm saying? We ain't going to be here too much longer. But, you know, you can definitely call in if you want to. You know what I mean? Um, I know that Tobias is on the line. I don't know what happened to him. But, nonetheless, if you do want to call in, make sure you call that number. I think Tobias is calling back. We're going to get him on. And, like, Tobias, we can get you on in less than three minutes. But uh, with that being said, man, we got to talk about I'm going to bring you a couple of grind topics up and then bring Tobias on, man, because, you know, nothing to really talk about too deep here. But why you on the grind is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Bottom line is, you need a custom website, go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203 and go, yeah. But it's time to talk about what happened. Why? On this is my age. couple stories be awesome. LeBron is being accused of using PEDs by one Chell Sonnen. Chell Sonnen is a former UFC fighter who's a loudmouth, talks a lot of trash. He says that he knows LeBron is on something because they got the same dealer. Um... Who knows? Who knows what it is? Like, you know, honestly, and you know, for me, I don't care if he had it anyway. So it doesn't matter to me one way or another. But you know, yo, it is me, what it is. Yo, part of let me be stealing. Yo, you stole my thunder, but I guess I was about to steal that from you since you originally said it. Yo, if you want to shoot that ish, that's that shit in your veins. For my entertainment, like, I really, yeah. Yo, my man is a middle-aged man out here hooping with cats young enough to be his son. I don't care what yeah. he got to do to get it. Right. Like, I feel less inclined to accept that from NBA players. Like, I, I, I'll go a little bit with you. But when you play 20 years, shit, when you play 15 years, whatever you got to do to get yourself prepared to go out here and entertain me, I'm I'm cool with it. And football, I believe it should be promoted. Like, yo, let them get let them cats get right for the night. Let them cats get right. Yeah, real cool. All right, so a couple another story. Patrick Mahomes' brother Jackson, who most people hate anyway, he's under investigation for sexual assault in Kansas. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. It. I ain't got no thoughts about it. it. You know, this TikTok ball. Um, he did it. Another story is girls' basketball team won a boys' league, but they denied the trophies. Um, I've read that story. Don't care much. Um, a lot of it had to do with the fact of how that gym is run, but, you know, it is what it is. Now, um, oh, real quick, another thing, too. WNBA star Liz Cambridge, she's on OnlyFans. You subscribe it or not? No comment. All right. I like the clown we're going to leave that at that. But, yo, here's what I want to know. Two stories, right? Joe Mixon, at his crib, he shot a 13-year-old boy. Also, the rain man, Sean Kemp, just got picked up for a shootout, a shootout in the drive-by, and they got footage of him <laughs> stepping out the whip, letting that blicky go. Like, he out here shoot out for 20 minutes until he finished. Sean Kemp letting that ratchet fly. Yo, like, we, um, we out here we out and, here trying to correct the youth. We out here trying to correct the youth and Sean Kemp out here doing lines and showing them the wrong way. Yo, 
uh, old heads, yo, and Joe, yo, Joe Mixon clapped at a 13 year old. Like, I know, uh, shout out to Billy Beige. Billy Beige made a joke. He was like, yo, Josh ja, ja started a war on teenagers or something, man. Like, cats out here letting that sing fly, man. So even our athletes are, you know, um, they're saying, out they're here, saying now know, that it wasn't. It wasn't Joe Mixon's, it's Joe Mixon's sister that's letting the, letting the hammer off. Yeah, that's the cleanup. I know I know the Rain Man okay. story. I saw the footage. I saw the footage. The Rain, the rain Man letting that lock embark. He ain't, he living his raps right now, man. Rain Man. He's rain squeezing, man he's squeezing off with the ooh-wop. Yo, yo, he let, that, <laughs> he let that chilaka boom go, man. So, yo, be careful. Yo, be careful out here, man. But listen, man. Um, listen he got the ladder. Yo, he like got the ladder team. clip. Listen, man. He ain't, he ain't playing. And the story was someone stole his iPhone and he tracked it where they was, pulled up on him, and they had and they had a bang out. The, 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 <laughs> the, the boy clapped at him first, and he like you know he squeezed first, asked questions last, man. But let's get Tobias on the line real quick, man. Roll damn tide. Tobias is in the war room. <laughs> Tobias, what's up, little brother? How Tobias, are you? Yo, your man Sean Kemp out here shooting that nigga. Hey, he was. Hey, they should call him the spray man instead of the rain man. Now, uh, yeah, hey, he's he letting it, he making it rain. He's letting it rain. Rain yeah. chills on these cats. Ooh, boy. Hey, I'm telling you, these folks gonna stop messing with folks. But when it comes to Ja, people talk about oh his daddy. Well, Ja funding the whole family. If I'm his daddy, I say you can keep your damn money. <laughs> this is what you need to be doing. Uh, because uh, I'll get a job. That'd be me. But see, the thing is, is that when it comes, like, for instance, I use comedy as an example. I don't think Kevin Hart is funnier than Cat Williams, per se. But Kevin mm-hmm. Hart's more dependable and ain't going to be in no mess like Cat Williams was. Being in bad, yeah. being stuff like that's bad for business. Because you represent the company also. And uh, Ja, what, what a lot of people, the white media don't get, most of us, not saying hang out in the hood, associate with hood folks like that, because that's most of our family. Hell, most yeah. of us are one, one or two missed paychecks away from being back over there. And, uh, <laughs> but, the th- but the problem is that uh, what Ja don't get is you can flash them guns all you want, they, those boys will give you what you want. That's what happened to Young Dog. He was in front of a bakery. Uh, your yeah, boy, yo. uh, what's the yo, yo, he was, Tobias, he was a bakery. Tobias, Tobias, they be laying cats out. They be laying cats out in Memphis, yo. They don't yes, that's what I'm saying. He's the wrong city. Uh, so they will give him what he wants because they don't care who he play for. If you want to play stupid, you go play stupid games. And, and no, what he, he don't realize no, he is he can't careful who he, he is. He traveled with the ratchet. He was in a strip club in Denver. Not that Denver don't play around because Denver get busy too. Yo, you can you could die anywhere, yo. Like it's it's yeah. it's a hood and a city of killers everywhere. Yo, so that's not, not, not only what I'm saying is not only that DJ Quick DJ Quick told you that Denver is just like just like Compton. Well, but 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 the reality is all these little cats look to Chicago uh, for their inspiration. So they all the same. But what I'm saying is. The fact of the matter is, when you're at that level, you 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 kind of put yourself in a position to separate yourself from that kind of madness. Like, them strippers that you yeah. went to see at that strip club, you could have bought them to where you were to come party with you. If, or, or, or just sit VIP and chill. 
and not be flashing or, your guns, showing your chain. Just, or just get your Warren Sapp on, call them to your hotel room. Just make sure you pay them, though. That's what I'm saying, pay them. And don't, and don't do it in the school district. Uh, like he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes because you're in the school zone also. Yeah, Warren uh, Sapp tried not to pay them, though. Yeah, you got to pay them. So sometimes you got to pay folks to go away. Learn that lesson, young fella. But uh, you say, there's hoods in Alaska. That shocked me. But uh, <laughs> it's too damn cold to be I mean, trapped out there. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Any, any, anywhere you got poverty, which is all over the world, there's going to be a hood. Hey. they Not only they, they trapping bears, they trapping that, that powder. But anyway, uh, you know, but what what he has to understand is, you mess around on the wrong person on the wrong day, you flash and make yourself a target. Because only cats will take it at you blunt and everything, and they'll come see you. So I remember in the baggy T-shirt days and the, the Jabot jean days, I had this big-ass chain on, and I was in Alabama visiting the folks. I was in the club. I was right by my car, and I heard her to do yell at me, let me see that chain, cuz. I knew what that meant. So after uh-huh. that day, a week later, I sold that chain. I got rid of it. <laughs> <'Cause> I, <laughs> yo, like you did, yo. But, you did the right thing, bro. Yeah, I ain't mad at you, was, bro. If it was close to him, I would have just rolled it up and handed it to him. So here you go, sir. <laughs> I would have done that. But uh, but you don't flash stuff because you make you flaunting at people. It's like because we get you know y'all live in big cities, so we get athletes that hit the club and stuff a lot. A lot of times, but here, they just be sitting here's VIP the thing chilling. The only people that are impressed by that are poor people. So you're literally trying to flash for poor people. And little poor people, yeah. the people with support will come from. Anybody that got real money, that, they ain't impressed by that nonsense. Or they, or they try to be low-key with it. Uh, yeah, like you, you're, trying, try to, you're trying to flash on poor people. And poor people, yeah, they don't come for your food. Like, yo, people these days don't care about status, like name. They will cut. Yo, the city council person in Jersey, ever they got like murked on the street, like they don't care about, they don't care, but like, nobody care no more, y'all. The only flashing he should be doing is, hey, drinks on me or something, or you get, you know, handing out stuff to people, and like, that they gonna mess with you on that. But the problem is that like Nike, you saw what they did to Kyrie, and like I'm not mad at Kyrie, you know, but we know how companies are. Um, but you're the because right now. He could be the face of the NBA for one reason. He he could be the most marketable American player because a lot of your best players now are foreign, and yeah. and that's a different thing with marketing your American players, and uh and so he's blowing that bag, especially as a guard. Because you remember with Derrick Rose before he got hurt, how marketable he was. The people are fans of his, so he got hurt, or like Iverson, mm-hmm. guys like that. Kobe became marketable once he dumped those Adidas space shoes. Uh, oh how marketable God. he became. Yeah, those are horrible. Uh, but you have to keep your nose clean because you may because you don't understand. You may only have one bag. You may tear your ACL or Achilles and may never get back to it. And uh, and you can't be marketable. You don't play. And fan and parents may not want their kids buying your merch. Because they believe you're a bad influence, and uh, so I just think that he has to understand. Put that with you, they don't really care about you. One, I think this is who Jai is as a person, right? Uh, everybody mm-hmm. blame everybody else. I think it's partly him, but at the same time, if you got real dudes in your circle, 
they'll be like, look, I don't care about the girls, the money, the partying. You don't need to be doing this, it, uh, blowing your money. You have to prove this. Some dudes that that won't even matter, man. Some dudes are just dummies. They crash dummies, man. Like they can have everybody around them saying, "Don't do this," and they're gonna do it anyway. Listen, man. You got some a little people, burn. And, that, and, exactly. Some yeah. people in the fire, right? You tell them the stove is hot, they're gonna be like, "All right, cool. I ain't going over there." But some people, they gotta put their hand and they gotta feel that. They gotta feel that burn. Like they gotta go through this. And, and what he doesn't realize, also, Jimmy. Well, he doesn't realize, yeah. Let's say his job got locked up. They really gonna take liberties on him in prison. They like, dude, you made it. Why are you doing this? <laughs> you know, but, but it's, it's, it's what we all think is, man. Sometimes if you if you've never been held accountable, sometimes you need somebody to hold you accountable. So be also said this earlier, like he might need this because everyone could tell him like, stop, chill, slow down. But he's been allowed to get away with it for so long. It, it, it kind of like he has to he has to hit a wall. It blew, it blew a playoff run. So I said, spin him for the year. You blow a playoff run where your team might have had a shot because the West is so wide open, and you want to be stupid. You know this. We have plenty of great players like Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing. Only made the finals once. <laughs> they, went, they only made it once. And those opportunities are hard to get. I'm not saying anything bad about those players, but it's hard. And you and you may blow that and, uh, by doing this. And that affects, that affects money, too. You know, but one thing I got to touch on, boy, 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 the New York Giants are the epitome of fear. Uh, you know, uh, fear is the enemy of great. Who in the <laughs> hell was going to pay Daniel Jones $40 million a year? Yo, it's cra- Yo yeah. that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Cause... I mean, they had, like, I told you, that was all about timing, like, they, they they just couldn't franchise him because that you know that's going to get him his chicken. So he he stuck them up, but uh, I mean, listen, he he hit a lick, right place, right time. So, hey, you know what it is? I read up on it. The Giants they want those franchises that fall in love with their players and want to pay all their players. Because I'm sorry, Baker Mayfield can give me 15 touchdown passes, 16 games at a fraction of the price. Andy Dalton can too, not for 40 million. And they ran out because I bet I bet against I bet on the Giants and against them a couple of times this year, right? So I watched them a little bit. They was running a high school offense. They didn't want the boy to throw the football. Uh, <laughs> so and, and so they were saying this came from ownership, not necessarily the coach. And uh-huh. uh, and then people thought, well, you know, we got to kill some receivers. Well, how you gonna get them now? And plus. Even with bad receivers, you can still get more than 15 touchdown passes in a league where you can't even touch the receivers. Uh, yeah. You know, but, but people, like you say, right place, right time. Problem is that that's why I'm guys like, hey, let's, you can hit the market. If anybody wants to give you that money, God bless you. But you've got court, like Jimmy G can give you that at a fraction of the price, you know, and I just think that sometimes these teams are so scared that they will overpay mediocrity, and that uh, and they're stuck in a worse spot. And guess who gets fired? The coach, the GM, the yes, guys that are afraid. But look, but look, you'll overpay, Tobias, you'll overpay mediocrity, but then you get mad and want to take it out on my man Lamar. Thank you. Um, like he's the My issue, you know, my issue with Lamar has always been, son, get your agent. 
of all people, your mama should not even be your agent. Let her be your manager, kind of like Matthew knows or the fiance still get her bread. But we all know this. Jimmy's rich. He knows these things, you know. Uh, yeah. You yeah. know, uh, the agent is a buffer as well because I remember I got into a car accident years ago. I heard a lawyer. I never even talked to the other insurance. And by the time to get my settlement, it was like, hey, we can get another one. Next month, we can get them again. Third month, all right, it's about the best we can do. Cool. I never talked to anybody. But sometimes that agent has connections and could tell you the truth about what's going on, not, yep. not caring what the team says about you. And, uh, and it's, yeah, so and, and because about the thing about business that people don't like tend to not you know think about is even if you have someone that's capable, a lot of times in business, which you're, when you're paying someone, whether that's an agent, an attorney, someone who's a professional, you're paying them for their rolodex, you're paying them for their connections. You know what I'm saying? Like all business is more about relationships than anything else. So mm-hmm. that's what you're paying for. You know what I mean? So I, yeah. I get your point, but yeah. And, like, one thing people talk about, these teams came out like, I'm Tiger Woods. I'm Tiger Woods talking about we ain't interested. One, you mean to tell me the Atlanta Falcons are going to ride with Desmond Ritter or the guy Anthony Richardson who won the Underwear Olympics and your coaches in year three and ain't made the playoffs of two, the two years prior? But I think that's part of leverage also, you know, because uh, they don't want to pay these guaranteed contracts. But these players who are mad about no guaranteed contracts and the franchise tag, well, y'all wanted to smoke weed and have less mandatory mini camps. Yeah. Well, maybe you should have fought for the uh, guaranteed contracts and no and no uh, franchise tag instead of worrying about your weed habit or less practice. Well, that's be- that's that's because they know it's a fight they couldn't win. Yeah, or at least get yeah, a make sure we get a portion. Cause think about this, right? Lonzo Ball got a guaranteed contract from the Bulls. And this dude's pretty much Brandon Roy 2.0. Yo, he about and to have his third surgery this year. He about to have his third yeah. surgery this year. Yo, he got more surgeries than points this year. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he has so many surgeries. Derrick Rose is blushing right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, I get sick about Derrick Rose, guys. You know, but uh, you know, because anyway, but but the but the problem is the players like baseball. Baseball shut down the World Series to get what they wanted, <laughs> you know. Uh, ain't nobody, ain't nobody want to do that though. The NBA was even shutting it down for a while, but see, the problem is that like, the I'd be like, at least get fight to get rid of the franchise tag because that just hurt running backs more than anything. Pay running back, don't pay running backs. Yeah, you don't pay a runner, but you pay a weapon. Derrick Henry, I remember Derrick Henry came up, right. Ryan Tannehill, they didn't have him throwing the football. But he got his $30 million a year, no problem. Derrick Henry had to crawl on broken glass to get his money. But I'm like, well, if it was old Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill won't be having nobody hand the ball off to give him $30 million. You know, it's just crazy, like, how, but they say, oh, they get hurt, they wear down. There's a lot of quarterbacks who are injury prone. There's a lot, a lot of players that are injury prone in other positions. And, and you know, I just think that the players just got to be like, look, we just got to get rid of this franchise tag. And that messes up folks' money for real also. Because what if you get hurt on the tag? They ain't, they ain't doing that, man. But, you know, we'll see. We'll now, see how things play out, man. We all we want Lamar to get his money, man. At the end of the day, man, pay Lamar. I want him man. to. Free Lamar. 
I want. Oh, by the way, y'all talking about the face of the NFL? Pat, they really don't want Patrick Mahomes to be the face because they be giving Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow credit for almost beating them. <laughs> you know, like hey, you yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, <laughs> they don't want to give it to Jalen Hurts because he got a black Jalen Hurts got a black fiance, so they ain't gonna give it to him. And he has a black woman as an agent, so they gonna give it to him. Uh, All right, know, last, last, but, thing, last thing, last thing I gotta ask you, Tobias, before we get out of here, man, are you um, subscribing to Liz Cambridge's uh, OnlyFans? Why do I need to pay for something I can get for free? I can watch for free on the leaks. I'm not paying for that. <laughs> hey, um, the last time I paid hey. for footage like that was at the barber shop in the mid 2000s, where you, you get the four for twenty, five, five for twenty, and and none of the girls on the footage were were on the cover. Uh, and it was all getting all done out is, by rap beat. All I'm saying is, if you got the link to the leak number, all right, man. Yeah. So listen, um, make sure make sure you hit us back next week, man. Hey, you guys take it easy, and and I'm I will not bring my wife around Chris Paul because my marriage will go to hell. Cause he's cursed. You guys hey, listen, take it easy, just man. Like, just like his team, man. That curse, that curse. Anyway, man, appreciate you, Tobias. Man, check in with us next take, week, good brother. Take it easy, fellas. That's Tobias, everybody. But uh, let's talk about this date in sports history before we get out of here, which is brought to you by Sports the Book, the greatest sports book ever written. Go to warmersports.com and get your copy. Um, March 9th, first of all, RIP the big. You know what I mean? Still don't like them big box of bourbon. But March 9th, 1961, Philadelphia Warriors center Wilt Chamberlain scores 67 in a 135-126 win over the New York Knicks at Philly Civic Center. Exactly 300 in 58 days before giving him 100 in Hershey, PA. So, RIP hey! to the dipper. <laughs> it's time for us to get out of here. No Listen, human man. being can do that. Super facts, man. Shout out to everybody who supports us, man. We had some technical difficulties according to uh, what our brother Kev said. Appreciate you, Kev, for tuning in anyway. Shout out to Neil, man. Neil, I did get your message, but I didn't see the whole thing. But I see Neil still listening, so we appreciate you as well. Shout out to those that got through. Those we didn't get to, we apologize, or we are getting out of here. Um, catch all of our social media. Everything we do is at the hub of warroomsports.com. My book, Sports the Book, can get at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. I'm about to hit the Internet and drop some memes. So until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we shall see you chumps on Tills Naive.
cats, you better name us. World Rose Sports. War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it. Fuck him off, nigga. Yeah, Fuck you talking about? Fuck, Fuck him off. off. <laughs> <laughs>